0: Back to Grid I Campbell, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, DP Peters, and the resident Moose himself, Mo Nuwara. We are recording this at 6 a.m. West Coast time on Thanksgiving. So if you are amongst the most hardcore listeners and somehow find a way to listen to this, before the kickoff of the 9.30 a.m. West Coast time game between the Detroit Lions and the Chase Daniel-led Chicago Bears. You are awesome, and I wish you the best and the thankfulest (laughs) of Thanksgivings. If you're not, if you're just listening to this later in the day or Friday, I wish you have a great Thanksgiving as well. Be safe. Be happy get some grub in you, don't do anything stupid, and uh, I can say for the three other members of the collective, we are thankful for your listenership, your participation, I mean, I can't, we've been doing this, this is our fourth year, so all of you that have been along for the ride at any point in time, we are very thankful, also thankful to the Roto-Griders family for giving us an opportunity and prolifer and uh, pushing us out to, to other folks, uh, Give them some love, sharpside.com. Download the Sharpside app, iOS, or Android. Some, two of you went, went out and got a little rowdy last night. DP, you were out firing some roulette. How, how'd it go? How'd we do?
1: It went great, ran hot, baby. At one point, I hit 17, three out of four spins. It was great. What? Three out of four?
0: How's that possible?
1: I mean, I'm saying 17 hit three out of four spins.
0: I know it's insane.
1: Yeah. When I mean, it just number. Number. how many numbers do you play? I I blast off.
0: <laughs> what is I, 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 the,
1: the boards usually, I mean, the board's pretty much covered with like lots and lots of bets and chips. Yeah. It's fun. You're
0: going to be in comps in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> Please get, come back. I, I get them already. How many buffet tickets are we getting?
1: I usually don't get buffet tickets. I usually get like, you know, those like, Come in free $50 sports bet or $100 bet or what? I don't know, whatever. Those stupid things.
0: So we're spread out all across the board. Are there any numbers that you avoid at all costs? Never putting a chip on.
1: Not really, but I'm definitely always on two, four, six, and eight. I'm usually on 10 and 11 and 13. And then after that, it's kind of like just, you know, corners
0: and sides and all over the place to like, you know, mix it in. <laughs> we'll go to another man who loves roulette. And that is. Mo Mo, you were also out last night, but you were not firing roulette. You were just firing IPAs, it seems. How was the pre-Thanksgiving festivities? How were? Yeah, actually,
2: not even out.
0: I just relaxed. Oh, okay. Um, you just did uh, my own little drunk cast. Nice. Yeah, I remember uh, back in the old back home- hometown. This was the everybody from high school that got back from college or whatever went out and went nuts, but you know. I had to cap, and then I had to go to bed. Guys, we got to keep delivering winners. Four and one We're last. No. Four, four and one last week would have been five and oh if it wasn't for Brett's vetoes. Except that's not the case.
3: Yeah, what are you talking about? Get out of here! <laughs> Just lying to people I on was, the podcast. The recap
0: pod. I was drunk casting myself on Tuesday. Bad hosting, 101. Oh yeah, if you if you guys needed a course, any college out there, any there's so many colleges here in California. I don't, OCC, Orange County Community College, hit me up. Bad hosting 101. I'm there. I'm adjunct AF if you need me. I was confused. What am I supposed to say? I thought the Rams were his veto. They were not. They were just his pitiful actual selection. Brett had them. There we go. There we go. Still a great pick. Still a great pick. I was, I, I can't fathom laying more than a field goal in that game. With the Rams. This was... Donnie made the point, and then we'll get into the picks. But Donnie made the exact correct point on the Friday pod. This was Chiefs Patriots all over again. And it was the same... Yeah, I said I
1: learned my lesson and I took the hook. And
0: it was the same result. We got the hook and we got the cover. Mirror images. But 4-1. We're on the fast track. We're back in the top half percentile. And looking at this week's card while there are no repeat top picks i'm i'm still very happy with the selections that were made three consensus picks will be going on the card one majority pick and then one split game before we get into the picks however dp the raffle is back tell the folks out there how they can get into the running to win some jerseys and some gg t-shirts
1: yeah i mean just like we've always done uh, you guys can Pick a line, uh, a super contest line uh, against the spread. If you win, you get a raffle ticket. There are also other ways to get raffle tickets. This year, we are doing the uh, the bonus Thanksgiving Day contest. Uh, you can pick all three games. You get one right, that's one raffle ticket. Two right, that's three raffle tickets. And all three right, you get five raffle tickets. In addition to that, you can also, for this week, you can also submit the uh, the Sunday or Monday uh, action as well to get an additional raffle ticket there. But what we're adding this year is a little social media um, just just uh, head to Twitter, retweet uh, each week's Picks podcast. So this podcast, when it goes live on Twitter, uh, retweet it. That'll get you an extra raffle ticket. There are 10 more weeks in the season. That's a chance for 10 additional raffle tickets. Uh, as Rich mentioned, the big thing we're giving away is we are giving away eight NFL jerseys from some of the greatest players in the league's history. Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Joe Namath. Sorry, Rich, you can't win that one. I know you really want it, though. Uh, we got Jerry Rice, Jim Brown, Lawrence Taylor, Joe Montana, and Bo, the great Bo Jackson. Uh, Those are the jerseys that we're going to be giving away. Again, there is eight of them, and then we will be including a Gridiron Gamble t-shirt as
0: well. Boom. Get excited, people. Get your picks in. We got four split games this week. Maybe you guys can listen into the arguments and guess which split game is going to make the card. We're going to start with a very important rivalry here on the podcast. It is an AFC East tilt between Donnie's New England Patriots, and my fightin' New York Jets. But the person who's highest in conviction in this podcast is the fan of another AFC East team, and that's Burt Minotti, the god. He is taking the 9.5 points with the home dogs, with the Jets. They're in his top five. In fact, they are number three overall, Mr. Minotti. How the hell are the Jets going to be competitive in this game?
3: Yeah, we talked about this a little bit already this week uh this is this is just too many points nine and a half we know that cade is going to get his boys up for this game coming off the bye they've got nothing left to play for this season but pride and this might be our boy cade's last shot at beating tom brady these are the, these are the home games the jets always get up for They're 7 and 3 against the spread against the pats in jersey over the last 10 and the public is all over the pats in this game so i think the I think the Jets are gonna be able to move the ball in this game. You just I mean, it's the Patriots defense. Why wouldn't they be able to move the ball? Right? And I think the Jets are a great leverage play in the contest too. Similar to the, the strategies we we went after last week, given, you know, the position we are in the contest right now. Uh this one checks a lot of boxes for me. So I think the Jets can keep this one close enough. And if not, we got the back door against this Patriots Swiss cheese defense.
0: Next up, DP. He is our resident puke. Patriots fan, and he is a sterling two and eight against the spread when selecting games that include his New England squad and he is fading them as well in this spot. Nearly oh, no. nearly had them in his top five, but they bubbled. DP, why are you scared of this Jets team? Stop, stop anti-Jinxing New England. Just stop it
1: i'm not scared of this jets team i'm just i'm looking at what this patriots team is why you gotta bring up the two and eight record man just rub it in this is that's not
0: cool hashtag facts uh, only
1: i had this higher actually i had i had it at my third pick and then i bumped it down a few spots because i kept realizing that i'm just horrid at picking these patriots games so i need to chill out with my confidence level um but this line is is absolutely ridiculous to me Absolutely ridiculous. Nine and a half with this Patriots team, who has sucked on the road all year, who looks like a shell of itself on offense specifically. I mean, we know what the defense is. Brett just talked about their defense. They are not good. They are just their average at best on a good day defense. The the offense, though, is, is just where I'm looking. Tom Brady doesn't look like himself. This is a bunch of makeshift wide receivers out there that he's got, you know, besides Julian Edelman, obviously. Yeah, you can say Chris Hogan's back, but he literally refuses to throw to Chris Hogan. It's unbelievable. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, Gordon I don't know what's wrong with that guy. What's
0: that? Josh Gordon out. Yeah, why are we Why are we shitting on Josh Gordon right now?
1: Oh yeah, Josh Gordon, who they threw to what twelve or thirteen times? He caught the ball four. It's like they're just like force feeding him the ball. It seems so weird what they're doing. Like, listen, I love Josh Gordon. I think he's a supreme talent, but that's not the Patriots' offense. So I don't really know what's going on there. Um And then the whole the whole Gronk thing is Gronk going to play? Even if he does play, is he broken in half? I don't really know what the hell's going on there. I mean. I I just, I don't know. Brady, Brady to me is, listen, I'm the biggest Brady Bobo there is. Like, you guys know that. And Rich hits on him all the time. Brady has not looked good this year at all. He looks, first of all, he looks not good. Second of all, he looks like he doesn't, not not that he doesn't care, but like he's not, he's not, he's not the same old Tom Brady. I don't know exactly how to like say that, but he's just not the same old guy who is out there, you know, doing his best. You know, he's the one that he's always gotten by. The Patriots have always gotten by with Tom Brady being the best player on the field and carrying them when the rest of the team around him hasn't been as good as Brady has been great to get them through. At times, it doesn't feel like that's the case this year. So I'm just out, and nine and a half points is way, way, way too much.
0: Well, he's so he's forty and they're seven and three, which is somehow, forty-one. Somehow, somehow their worst record like in a decade. So it, the shine is off, but they're still a really good team. And this Jets team is really bad. Yeah, they're good on defense, 12th overall in efficiency, 14th against the pass, but the way you defend Brady and the defense that matters is getting to the quarterback. Jets are 25th in adjusted sack rate, and they don't have a real pass rush on the team, so they're not going to sniff 12 in this contest. And on the other side of the ball, yeah, the Pats can't defend, but the Jets are awful on, def- on offense, no weapons, 30th in efficiency. McCown comes out, and talk about retired, like this guy... Holding a clipboard was his only objective this season. Four yards per attempt, zero touchdowns, two picks against the Bills. Looked about as bad as possible, and he's throwing to a bunch of clowns. Robbie Anderson still not practicing. I mean, we're talking about Jermaine Curse, wide receiver one. This line is fair. If anything, it maybe should be a little higher. Uh, I just couldn't lay this many points and, and be confident. So I do have the Patriots, but I have them low. Mo has them low as well, but a little higher than me. What else do you have to add? Mr. Nora. I wish,
2: I wish they would have given me this Pats minus seven and a half opener because that was just stupid. I think that was a stupid line. Um, I was thinking when I, when I looked at this game, I was thinking they might actually give me like jets plus 13 and a half. Um, but I think what? this line is actually fair. Well, like just public perception, you know.
0: Right. Who's clicking on Jets south of ten? Eighty-nine percent are right. on the Patriots. So why do, why why don't these books just hang thirteen?
2: Yeah, like if they they would have given me that or this minus seven and a half opener, which was just stupid, then I would have been like pretty confident in this game one way or the other. But, um. Yeah, the Jets are just so bad on offense, and just I just don't know how they can really keep up here. Belichick off a bye. It's not great. Uh, I think this is like a real litmus test for this Pats team. If they don't roll over this puke Jets team, this is dynasty over, boys.
0: <laughs> Had to get the dynasty over take in there. Well, one game that Mo is confident in on will keep it in the AFC East somewhat coming off the bye, the Miami Dolphins are traveling to Indy to take on the Colts who are seven and a half point favorites Colts rolling after four consecutive wins, but Mo likes the dog in this contest has them in his top five. Why do you like Miami so much? Mo?
2: This is the Indianapolis Colts, right? Not the 85 bears. That's correct. Okay, well then what the hell were they doing opening this line at 10? <laughs> yeah. This is the
0: Indianapolis Colts
3: we're talking about. Come on, this is not the same Colts team we've seen the last couple of years. And, they actually have a defense now.
0: And 10, 10 was Brock Osweiler,
3: I believe.
2: I, yeah, I mean, they're okay. Like, I like this team. I've been a big supporter of this team. I think I've clicked Colts in this um, group the past like two or three weeks that they've that they've played. I just think these teams are not that far apart in talent level. I mean, not that far apart at all. Uh, and I don't know how the hell somebody could put the line at 10, and I still think this line is way, way too high at 7.5. Um, yeah, I just think these are not not that far apart in terms of talent level and uh, Reich does worry me of course because I do think he's a very 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 good coach and we're looking at what this Eagles team looks like without him which is just pukey so um I think he definitely makes a big difference and he could be the difference maker in this spot but I just don't see how this line can be much higher than four to be honest
0: I'm the other host on the fish and I totally agree this preseason line was minus two and a half. And you have to remember that preseason, the Dolphins were dead last in power rankings across the internet. ESPN's power rankings, Dolphins, dead last. And I know that there's a lot of ambiguity with the Colts and Andrew Luck's shoulder injury, but still a five-point move for two teams that, like Mo said, are a lot more Spider-Man Mimi than you think. This four-game winning streak for the Colts, Bills, Raiders... Jags, Titans with a half of Blaine Gabbert. So it's not like they're going out and beating tremendously difficult outfits. They're beating bad teams, which you can't make the schedule. But uh, it, you, I'm not overly impressed by that either. And this defense, it is stout, but it's also really soft. Like this this zone that they're playing can be beat, especially if you need a back door. And it's not like they're getting pressure either. Twenty sixth in adjusted sack rate, so if the back door is necessary, I think it will be open. Beyond all of that, with Tannehill's shoulder injury, you might worry about throwing deep, but you don't really need to throw deep on this type of defense. You just kind of need to dink and dump and move the ball up the field. So I, I can see the Dolphins winning this game outright. I don't think that's absurd, and I think 7.5 is just way, way too many points. Uh, DP, you were the highest on the Colts, tell Monai. Why we are incorrect?
1: I just feel like the Colts could really just run away with this one. I mean, they're averaging thirty points a game. How are the Dolphins going to get to twenty? I don't really see it happening. I mean, isn't this isn't this Miami team same as the Tennessee team that the Colts just ran out of the building?
0: Oh, I would take Ryan Tannehill over Blaine Gabbert by a, a mile.
1: Okay, I mean that's fine, but the rest of the team isn't good. Tennessee's defense is certainly better. Sure. I mean that that's just that's just what I'm looking at. I think this this Colts team is pretty good. I mean they're they're good. They're playing really well right now. They're flying high. I mean Frank Reich looks like he's just the the truth out there. He looks like he's got Andrew Luck being back to Andrew Luck. The defense is playing very well. Um, I just I I don't see how Miami does anything to score 20 points in this game. And if the Colts can get to 30, that's not covering by my math. So give me the Colts, man.
0: Manati cap us off on this game and why you took the Colts. Yeah, I think these teams are pretty far
3: apart in talent, actually. These Colts rookies are showing. This is the best class in the league by far. Quentin Nelson might be the best guard in football already. And so they're finally giving Andrew Luck some protection, and look what they're look what they're doing with him. This is a top-10 offense now with a guy calling plays who has a clue. And they've been stockpiling these defensive players in the draft, and it's
1: finally showing. I like this team. Uh, I think this could be a role show. Andrew Luck hasn't been sacked in five games.
0: Yeah, and I don't think the the Dolphins are going to get much pressure this game either. Twenty ninth in adjusted sack rate, that Colts O line is third. But I just seven and a half is a lot, guys. Like the the Colts could go out and look great and still not cover. Like I like this Colts team, but seven and a half is is way too many points. This should be six and a half at its peak.
3: If it would have, I mean, yeah, if it was six and a half, I would have loved the Colts here. The <laughs> seven and a half is kind of scary.
0: Minotti, will keep it with you because you two have a split game in your top five, or at least another one. You also have the Jets. But you are also taking Nick Mullins, the GOAT, and the San Francisco 49ers are traveling to Tampa Bay as three-and-a-half-point dogs. You love the Niners in this spot. Explain why.
3: Because it's Kyle Shanahan as a three-and-a-half-point dog to Dirk Cutter and Jameis Winston, and the worst defense in the league i love nick mullins and the shanahan offense against the bucks this week they might score 35 40 points uh so if you're playing fantasy play all of your niners this week uh that, that's that's really all it is it's it's coaching for me and this this tampa bay team sucks look at what they've done the last few weeks this team
0: is a train wreck and the niners are <laughs>
3: the three and a half point dogs against a team that's a train wreck
0: Niners aren't very much, aren't very good either. They just, they, no, they, they have Eli a- Manning a- just a- walked, Eli Manning just walked into their building and won. Like, that's embarrassing. Sure. This is Nick Mullins in Wait. his first road start. He had, Man, go he had, oh, go, go ahead. I'll let you count. No, on. Right. Two home games against the Raiders and Giants. Cool. Now he has to travel all the way across the country. Yes, the Bucs are awful on defense. 31st overall, 30th against the pass. But that D-line can get things going. 8th and adjusted sack rate and the Niners' O-line is 23rd, protecting the quarterback. For me, this is just betting against a rookie quarterback on the road. The look-ahead line was minus 5, which I think is a little more appropriate than this. Uh, I really wanted to love the Bucks. I really did. But I just kept sliding them down. Uh, this Niners team isn't very good. Uh yes, rule of coaches matter. Shanahan, way better than Dirk Cutter, but I don't know what this Niners offense is going to look like on the road. I don't know how competent Nick Mullins is going to be when he's wearing the away jersey. So, I'll take the half point with the home team here and just hope that they can win in, in an insane shootout. Uh, DP, you were the other guy on the Niners, but you had them low. Moe also had the... Bu- Moe was on the Bucks, but had them low. DP, Anything to add on the Niners?
1: Nope, not much to add. This Bucks team is terrible.
0: They're both terrible, though.
1: Yeah, but I feel like the I feel like the Niners. If you watch them, they look a little bit better than than uh, than advertised. And I this Bucks team, I watch them and I'm just like they're just the total dumpster fire that we all think they are.
0: What about you, Mo? Why did you end up clicking Bucks?
1: Um,
2: man, this one's yeah. Bucks <laughs> are just about as bad as it gets. But the problem is their team is more constructed to win in 2018. Um, they have the much better offense and the much more explosive passing offense. I mean, look at the skill position players here. the The Bucks have just way better receivers and and Cameron Bray. Uh, against Nick Mullins and Nick, this, Mu- these, Nick Mullins Pierre Garçon bruh. something Uh, what, what was that Kendrick something Kendrick Um,
3: we're just going to ignore that George Kittle is the best tight end of football
2: George Kittle is the man uh, it's worrying me also on the Bucks. on that Levante and JPP are both out that's two of their only defenders with a pulse but uh, yeah I, I just didn't want I think this line's pretty fair, and I just—if this game was five years ago, I'd be all over the Niners.
0: Last game, it's it's Shanahan though. Sure, it's also Nick Mullins on the road. That's fair. Like those, the kind of things kind of cancel each other out. Like he might fine.
3: Then give me the (laughs) hook.
0: Last split game. Mo also has this in his top five. Another dog on the road. He's taking the three and a half with the Seattle Seahawks as they travel to carolina to take on the panthers mo coaching matters why do you like seattle on the spot
2: yeah this is an old school mo card uh all dogs this week basically no favorites that i picked at all um this one i just am really low on this panthers team i guess i i feel like i pick against them every week this one was a tough one to cat because there's so many injuries on the Panthers, but it's still like relatively early in the week. So like you know the Thursday practices, obviously like usually the litmus test where it's like okay if you practice Thursday, you're probably in there. Um, a lot of Panthers sitting out right now. I d- I think the Seahawks are better than the Panthers. Uh, I think Russ can get something done against this awful awful pass defense, man. And then, yeah, way better coach here. I just don't see how you can put three and a half on the Hawks. I, I, I think I think this line should be two, but I think you just open it at three.
0: It did open at three, and it bumped up to three and a half, which is kind of why I – that's why one of the reasons why I clicked Panthers. I don't have them high, but this is kind of a reverse line movie. It did move that half point. You had 57% are on the public dog. Uh, Mo, like you said, all those injuries stacking up for the Panthers, Mike Adams, Mario Addison, James Bradbury, Shaq Thompson, Julius Peppers, that's all on the defensive side too. Uh, Did not practice Wednesday, but it's so early in the week, we don't know what direction they'll trend in. On the other side of the ball, Doug Baldwin did not practice for the Seahawks. Uh, The matchup that pops out the most to me in this game is the Panthers might be able to run straight. Uh, Seahawks are 19th in rush defense, 23rd in adjusted line yards. And then the other side of the ball, the Panthers are 4th running the ball, ninth in adjusted line yards. So a good matchup there for Cam and Christian McCaffrey, plus Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, whenever they get, they get that jet action going. So a good matchup for the Panthers. I I shaded them slightly and put them near the bottom of my card. Uh, DP, you were higher than me on Carolina. Why do you like laying the 3.5 in the spot?
1: I mean, well, first of all, like you mentioned, that that move from three to three and a half with 55% on the Seahawks uh, kind of set off some alarm bells for me. I mean, that's just off a key number. It uh, seems like a pretty significant move that we shouldn't ignore. Uh, Panthers return home. Uh, they get a West Coast team traveling east at 1 p.m. I mean, I just never like to take those spots. Uh, stock seems low on the Panthers after these two losses that they've had recently and one of which was in primetime, blowout to the Steelers. I certainly don't think that that's the team that the Panthers are. Um, I've said it a few times this year. I think that the Panthers play up and down depending on their competition. Seahawks are one of the better teams. I think they're going to certainly get up for this one. And uh, I think that they're going to just you know show people that they're a little bit better than, than I think people are giving them credit for, um, at least right now, just given the two losses that they've come off to. I mean, I think the Seahawks have been flying a little bit higher than where they deserve to be. So I'm going to, you know, decide to sell sell on them a little bit.
0: Bert, you had the Hawks as your stone bottom pick. What made the coin land Seattle?
3: Yeah, I really had no idea what to do with this game. I agree with Mo. I think the Hawks might actually be better than Carolina, especially with all these questionable tags for the Panthers here early in the week. So I just took the hook, threw it to the bottom of my
0: card. You will not be hearing about this game any further. Let's get to... The Lone Wolves. The group was two and eight as Lone Wolves last week, which is good for the collective because that means when three hosts were on a side, we were eight and two, and we've got eight Lone Wolves this week. Remember, a full 15 games late, so a ton of action going down. And I'm going to start it off with a pick that I knew was going to be a lone wolf. I knew you guys were going to go back to the well once again. And two of you even have the other side on your card. Guys, you're just going to keep blindly clicking Cleveland, aren't you? Just going to see the card, see the Browns, and just click their name right? You're not actually going to do any real capping. You're just going to keep slamming the button on this awful Browns team. They're uh, not awful. They're terrible. Dude, they're what mean, are you that? talking about? They're 25th in overall efficiency. Anybody who lays eyes on this team knows that they're horrifying.
3: They've got Freddie Kitchens calling plays. Now, this is a different team than it was four weeks ago.
0: Something Kitchens.
3: He was brilliant.
0: Look-ahead line was three and a half. Preseason line was five. It should be four or four and a half in this spot. The Bengals are better at everything in football except for maybe rushing the passer. But if you're looking at that, who's got the horrific offensive line? That's right. The Cleveland Browns, 26th, protecting the quarterback. How are they going to stop Geno Atkins? How are they going to stop the Bengals from getting to the quarterback? The Bengals... If A.J. Green was playing, this would be my slam dunk number one pick of the week at minus three. You cannot sit here and tell me that these two teams are even. It's insanity, guys. So please, You're pray right. pray, tell me that these teams are even. You can't sit here and tell
2: me these teams are even because the Browns are better right now.
0: You're on crack cocaine.
2: Dude, he is atrocious. They can't stop anyone. You're going to sit here and tell me they're better at everything in football when the Browns defense is miles. They can't stop than they Cincy can't stop anyone.
0: The only teams they've lost to are the Panthers, Steelers, Chiefs, Saints, and Ravens. Combined record of 36 and 14. They've lost to good teams. The Browns have lost to shitbag teams. All right? The Cincy team is average and the Browns are well below average. These teams no. are not even
2: no, this Cincy team is awful right now. You understand their best player is out. They also have Cordy Glenn looks like he's going to sit, and that is another important piece, especially considering the rest of this O-line is a disaster. Um. And then that versus this Browns pass rush, which is actually, like, really good. Bengals 11th in protecting the quarterback, so they're not a disaster. Their offense, well, I mean, yeah, Cordy Glenn is good, but I'm not going to have an ounce of confidence in the rest of these players uh these offenses right now are closer than the stats make them appear because aj green their best player is out tyler boyd looks like he cannot handle being wr1 he's been getting wrecked the last couple weeks um and yeah the browns just have a better defense this this line should be one browns are better
0: you this is what are you even saying this mighty Browns offense that could only muster 23 against the Bucs and 21 against the Chiefs. Come on, guys. That was a long time ago. The Chiefs was three weeks ago, four weeks yeah. ago.
3: Yeah. Great. Different team. Different Off the bye. Different different, different guy calling plays. This is, Baker Mayfield's getting better every single week. Nick Chubb running back.
1: This is a different offense than it was. Guys,
0: come on. This is Brown. This is Bengals
1: by Akers. Off to buy, having to listen to Hugh Jackson's weasel ass for two weeks, and he's gonna be standing on the other sidelines. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. they go- Greg Williams is going to absolutely unleash this team. It's gonna be amazing. I got a pizza on on Bengals or Browns. Fucked.
0: Anybody else? A lot of crickets.
1: Yeah, I'm in. Sorry, I was trying to unmute myself.
0: <laughs> so...
1: I was, I panic clicking the unmute button.
0: <laughs> These teams are not even. What are we? What are you guys seeing? I don't understand Dude, this, this,
1: it. This Bengals team is a disaster right now. Right. They started off trust... great this year. They're just really bad right now.
0: They're really I don't trust bad. Andy
2: Dalton against any pass rush with a pulse.
0: Panthers, Steelers, Chiefs, Saints, Ravens. They've lost to good teams.
2: Listen, how many more losses?
0: Keep naming them. That's it. Those are their only losses. Oh, only those seven? (laughs) Whatever the hell you just... Two in a row without A.J. Green, by the way. Yes, like I said, A.J. Green is a big factor. The Bengals are on my guard, but they'd be number one if if A.J. Green was... They
1: literally can't move the ball without A.J. Green, which is kind of pathetic.
0: They move the ball just fine against the Ravens. Who are actually a good defense.
2: I don't know. So are the Browns. You guys and are... the Browns are coming after this guy. They have a better pass rush than the Ravens.
0: No, they don't. No, they don't.
2: I mean, just looking at their pass rushers, I think they do. I mean, Miles Garrett is way, way better. And then these sure. other guys are solid. Sure, that's one so guy. Benji or whatever. And then uh who's the other one? Ogba.
0: Good old Ogba. Benny Ogbayani. All right. I can't wait till the Bengals thrash this horrific Cleveland team. I don't know what you guys are looking at. You guys are just being stubborn now, Uh, says the stubborn guy. My other lone wolf is here on Turkey Day. It doesn't feel great, but the line did not move very much when Alex Smith destroyed his leg in multiple places. Only moved two points in the change from Alex Smith to Colt McCoy, which was surprising to me. Uh, It seems probably correct, uh but Cowboys minus seven. Uh I think it's a fair line. I'm not in love. What's that? What are you doing? What do you mean what am I doing? Come on. All right, go ahead. Continue. Sorry. Feels like a fair line to me. Uh <laughs> That was great. Like what what? The slurs are a public dog. Don't like that. Uh, And this is just a run-straight game for the Cowboys. Washington, 28th in rush defense, 28th in adjusted line yards, and an an already horrific slurs offense that cannot move the ball. 23rd overall and 25th in passing with Alex Smith. Now has to have Colt McCoy. Still no Jamison Crowder. Still no Chris Thompson. Trent Williams, a game-time decision. And this Cowboys defense actually looks like it has a pulse. I would be teasing the Cowboys if I were a real American better with whatever team or whatever total that you like. And like I said, I think the seven is, is, is a fair line. Why can't the Cowboys just run straight and dominate this game?
3: Brad? Oh, like they did last time? Because Ze- Zeke ran for 33 yards in the first time,
0: and they lost. Where was that game? In Washington. Yeah, big difference. Go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, wait, why is there, why well, well, does this be, the public fair. What are you talking about there? 58% on the slurs.
1: What? I see 47% on the slurs.
0: Well, I pulled this last night from the good old spread.com.
1: Well, all the bets are coming in right now and they're coming in hot.
0: Yeah, that means all yeah. the money coming in on Cowboys, baby. Bert, I still, I'm still trying to be told why I'm wrong. Well, how does this Washington team play competitive football? I don't
1: really understand how Colt McCoy is that much worse than Alex Smith, given <laughs> away that Alex Smith has played this year. Alex <laughs> Smith has looked like a dumpster fire out there. And what, like, Colt McCoy is just going to come out there and sling the rock all over the field. Yeah, this is my
3: rule of, of siding with the back of quarterback. And that's kind of my theme to these Turkey Day games because the books, and more importantly, the public. Almost always overreact.
0: But they didn't. They didn't in this spot. They only moved at two points. Usually, it's like an insane two move. points that shouldn't even be there.
3: Colt McCoy actually has a pair of nuts and can air it <laughs> out, as we saw last week.
1: But
0: who's airing <laughs> yeah, it did out? Did anyone too? see what? Did anyone see what happened last <laughs>
1: week when Colt McCoy came in the game? He like gave them
0: a pulse. Pair of nuts. Who, who's the? airing has got out? me dying here. Who's airing it out too? And who's blocking for him? That's the problem. Sure.
3: And that's why this line is seven, because Washington would normally be better. This line would be, what, uh, plus two, plus one and a half? Washington's a better football team that's dealing with injuries right now.
0: Are they better? Yes. I don't yes.
3: know. I don't know. What were we talking about two months ago? Dallas is terrible. What has changed? Their defense has looked really good. Sure. We, but that was kind of the point we were making If like back two weeks or two months ago. Dallas' defense is solid. The rest of the team is
0: terrible. Your boy Dak un- is still the quarterback. Your boy unlocked. Yep. Un- un- your, your boy unlocked yeah. the offense. Yeah, your boy. You're turning your back on Amari. Cole no, oh, McCoy
1: in the state of Texas too. Rich, come on. Let's, let's be <laughs> oh, serious. Narrative oh. All right, well, that's that's a reach. That's an <laughs> awesome you, He's lost. I think he's lost eight times in his whole career in Texas, like high school, college, and the pros.
0: He has one in this specific scenario too on Monday Night Football as a road dog for Washington in Dallas. That is the thing that happened.
3: I don't think Dallas is that much better than Washington, even with all these injuries. And I trust in this defense enough to bottle up Zeke just like they did a few weeks ago for Stack to make plays. Uh, this could be this could be Redskins Redskins outright.
1: Oh wow! Have we even talked about rule of NFC East? I mean, seven points in an NFC East game seems just astronomical to me.
0: Dallas. Well, Brett is breaking rule of NFC East with his own Lone Wolves, which we will get to in a bit. Uh, anybody else want to dump on me for this Dallas selection? Well, well Brett. Brett did a great job. <laughs> Mo, you're low. You are at least uh, Mo. You believe in this Cowboys defense? Come on.
2: I do. That's why I think this is low uh, for me, but I still like the slurs. This is this is a weird one because Dallas, I do think, is better. But are they better enough to outpace Washington by two scores in what looks like it's going to be a low-scoring game? I mean, the total is like 41 or something here. Um, and then I was assuming Washington's OL will be back to somewhat of a pulse because... Looks like both of their tackles will at least play, which is the most important thing.
0: Trent Williams is game it, time, man. That's a coin flip. I can't. I don't think you can just plug him in there.
2: I I just I thought I didn't Google that one. Uh, Roto World, where I always look at these. Uh, I just saw that he was partial participant. and Figured he was probably going to play. Um. Yeah. We, weird one for me to cap, but uh, I, I I think two two to three points is like fair, honestly. On on the on the McCoy adjustment. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm curious to see what this game looks like. This
1: offense has, has been- anyone else watched Alex Smith play football this year? Disaster with Alex
0: Smith. But I've been saying this the entire season. I don't think it's Alex. I think it's that offense being an absolute dumpster fire. He's handing it to Adrian Peterson, who Brett's been dumping on for an Olympic cycle, and he's throwing it to a bunch of idiots. Something Maurice Harris. Doxon Goat. Doxon, not Goat. Jordan Reed. Disappearing awful. Jordan Reed <laughs> disappearing for quarters. Like this offense is horrifying. And it's it wasn't Alex's fault.
2: I don't know, man. I think Alex away from Andy Reed. There's definitely was a thing. There.
0: No, for sure. Andy Reed's goat. For sure. Alex Reed's not going to be the same. But just I, look it at it his just depth.
1: might be better than Alex, man.
0: You just say Colt McCoy's better than Alex Smith. What? what?
1: He said he might be, and I'm right there with him. Brett, Great. cheers to you, man. Great. Happy fucking Thanksgiving. Just
0: like just like you said, I'm not bleeping that, by the way. Just like you said about Colt, you gotta have some stones to make that call. I'll give it to you. All right, let's hop on over to Mo, who has the most curious Lone Wolf selection of the week, and that is the Green Bay Packers plus three and a half. At Minnesota, Sunday Night Football. We'll start there. You've got two Lone Wolves, but we'll start with that one. It is the highest. It is in the middle of the pack. Mo, you got the GOAT, kiddo. Tell us why. Public sniffed out a bad line here. Just hammering
2: the Packers. Good Lord, you do not see too many underdogs getting 75% of the tickets. Um, This one... Man, I think the Vikes are only just, just a tiny bit better than the Packers. So but
0: then this, the Packers. So, so this line get, is perfect then.
2: <laughs> well, the Packers get some extra rest here. I think Rodgers can exploit this secondary. Maybe Minnesota is just not very good. Like the Bears slaughtered this team. Like that was never going to be close. That they could have ran that game a hundred times, and I feel like the Vikes would have won like ten of them. How that game looked. I mean, they got dominated and i think if the bears are like tiers above the vikings then that means this team is like about even with the packers to me and and then you're gonna give me the hook with Rodgers. and i i think also green bay has some horses in the secondary man like they haven't been great but these guys are these guys are looking pretty talented. That Jr. Alexander, man, he looks pretty good. He he's blanketing people. And I think if him and this other rook keep improving, like this could be a decent secondary in short order. They might already be decent right now. Um and uh yeah, I mean, you give me the goat and the hook. I'm I'm just gonna have to take the Packers here.
0: Which is exactly why I love The Vikings. This is leverage AF, guys. Every drooler in the contest is going to see Rodgers with the hook and put them on their card. 100%. You forgot to mention, massive injury for the Packers. Mike Daniels left the game uh, this past Thursday against Seattle. After that, they were absolutely gashed by the Hawks, and he has not practiced yet. I don't think he's going to play this week. Uh, and it's Zimmer at home. 68% against the spread as the head coach of the Vikings at home. Look, ahead line was four. I think that's a fair line. I love the Vikings in this spot. Yeah, they lost to Chicago on the road, but Chicago on the road is where teams kind of go to die unless you're the New England Patriots. We're a few weeks removed from the Vikings going toe-to-toe with the Saints, save for two plays. I mean, they lost to the Bears on the road, the Saints and Rams, and then, of course... That Bills blow up game. So the Vikings are still great. Brett, I know you're with me. You're you're still interested in this Minnesota team. You have them low, but I know in your heart of hearts, you know this is the absolute right side.
3: Yeah. I, I don't I'm interested to get your thoughts on the, the game theory super contest aspect of this. Cause it, it could be a misread by me. I didn't think people would be piling the Packers in the contest. I thought this was a totally fair line.
0: Go plus the hook, 74% on the public. Everybody's yeah. clicking Green Bay.
1: Yeah, it's true. I think
0: people are going to be all in on the Packers. I think
2: Rich is right, too.
0: I should have put this higher, then. Yeah, you had this low. DP, you had this low. Anything to add, DP? Anything whatsoever?
1: Uh, I'm Honestly, I'm just a little bit worried that the Vikings team isn't what we want to believe it to be. So but that's why, why I had it low. Because
0: they, they're losing to good teams? Like...
1: I, I know. Listen, I know. Trust me. I know. But I'm still just I'm like a still a little bit worried about them. And it's Rogers on the other side. So, I, I mean, it. I, I, I put this game on my card and it, it kept kind of falling down when I picked other games and moved them up. And then, you know, I, I decided if this gets on the card, great. I'll let the guys do it for me. But I just I'm not fully there in terms of a confidence level to stick it on the card. Um, but, you know. Given the way that I think that this is going to play out leverage-wise, I think that it would be a great pick. If it doesn't get on the card, it doesn't get on the card, whatever.
0: Not a big deal. Brett, anything to cap off, or can we move on? We can move on. Moving on, Mo. You are taking the 12.5 points with a team that has had your heart the entire season, a team that's been competitive on defense, that covered against your Kansas City chefs. You've got Arizona plus 12.5 against Burt's Bolts. Talk about him,
2: Mo. Well, this this is all about the cards' defense. I mean, this is one of the few defenses that makes a difference in 2018. This is one of the few defenses that I think can keep a game like this close. Um, As long as the offense doesn't completely blow up like it did against Denver um, and just start turning the ball over willy-nilly, I think... Cards D can keep this reasonable. I mean, they did it against the Chiefs, uh, which is a way better offense than the Chargers. My biggest concern here is what the hell is Joey Bosa going to do to this absolutely abysmal O-line? That worries me, and that makes me think that there might be that turnover avalanche. And if a turnover avalanche happens, bad things will follow here. Um, I don't like the thought of Rosen in negative game script against Bosa and Derwin James. But I also don't really have that much confidence that a poorly coached San Diego offense is just going to like go ham here against a very, very good
0: Cardinals defense. Bert nearly did it. Burt nearly did it. He nearly put all the points on his card, but refrained. But you still love the Chargers minus 12.5. Tell us why, Bert?
3: Because the Chargers lost last week. I'm buying low on the Chargers. Like, I know the Cardinal stock is at its absolute lowest point, too, after they lost to the Raiders last week. But Chargers returning home, I think this offense gets back in sync. And like Mo said, Joey Bosa finally seeing snaps again. This is a very different defense with him on the field. And, uh, yeah, I am uh, I think this could be a three-touchdown win for, for the Bulls.
0: Yeah, two things here. One is the defense. You're right, Mo. That the Chiefs have a better offense, but the Chargers have a much better defense. Whoa,
3: whoa, 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 whoa! Are you telling me that defense matters?
0: I'm telling you that the Chargers' defense has been good, and where they're the weakest, you let me finish my point. Where they're the weakest, pass rush, twenty seventh in adjusted sack rate. That's about to change because the homie Joey Bosa is back, full participant, on Wednesday. So they've been good, and now they're getting the most important piece back on that defensive front, rushing the quarterback. The other point I was going to make is that Josh Rosen is such an enigma to me, and I don't know what to do. He keeps passing the eye test in some of these two-minute drills, but he was just awful last week at home against... The shitbag Raiders that we just talked about. Nick Mullins carving up. Nine completions. Less than seven yards per attempt. Two interceptions. He might blow this game all by himself. I I wanted to love the Chargers here, especially coming off the loss. But I kept ticking them down. They ended up being six out of 15 for me. But I think they're just going to absolutely blow doors. The Cardinals defense... Very competitive. They can keep this game uh, somewhat close. But I think that's going to be blown by how poorly the Cardinals offense performs. DP, you took the Chargers, put them low. Cap us off on this contest.
1: Just low because I'm a little bit worried about the big number. But like Brett said, just got to buy low on this Chargers team right now. I think they could absolutely just blow doors after coming off that loss uh, at home last week against the Broncos.
0: All right, we're nearly done with the Lone Wolves. Let's pile through. Brett's got three. They're all below the fold, and we'll start with the game right here on Thanksgiving. Kicks everything off at 9.30 a.m. Western time. He's got the dog. He's taking Chase Daniels plus the three. Chase Daniel, singular, plus three on the road at Detroit. Tell us why, Brett I you, you teased. Minus. You, minus. Or minus three. Excuse me. You teased this backup quarterback narrative. Now, now. Give it to us, please.
3: Yeah, not a whole lot of confidence in this one. But like I said, I do have that rule of siding with the back quarterback. And in this case, he fits into the same mold as the quarterback he's replacing. It makes it an easy transition for Chase Daniel and this offense. Plus, Mitch Trubisky's already bad. So, I mean, how many points could he really be worth to this line? Uh, Daniel has spent several years with Matt Nagy. He's going to be just fine here. The Lions defense is putrid. Bottom three in the league in both pass and rush defense DVOA. I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel just came out and balled in this game. Uh, and obviously, on the other side, the, the injuries on this Lions offense are devastating. The only real threat they have in the passing game now is Kenny, Kenny Galladay. on Johnson actually gave them... A semblance of a running game, finally after years of nothing, and he's out. I, I hate this spot for Detroit coming off a win. I, I think the
0: Bears are going to win here. Money? Well, you of course you think they're going to (laughs) win. They're
1: favorites, yeah.
0: And the line didn't move, moved a half point with the Mitch Trubisky news. So this is what's interested me about these two Thanksgiving games, two games where the quarterback. Is replaced and the lines didn't really move as much as they do historically when there is a quarterback change, no matter who that quarterback is. DP, Moved off a key number what's that? Moved off, a... Moved off a key number. That's fair. Uh, I have the lines on my card, it is my very last pick on my card. DP, you too have them in your top five. You have them number two overall. You love you some, Matt Patricia, the wizard, the pencil laminated sheet guy. Tell us why.
1: I mean, the Chase Daniel. Uh, Brett's been drinking way too early. This Thanksgiving. Yeah, this a lot. This is. He's a
0: lot of, the same thing as Trubisky. A lot of. How do you know he's thrown three passes? Yeah. Okay. Fine.
1: Trubisky's not
0: good. <laughs> he's, exactly. thrown, he's thrown exactly. Okay, he's thrown three passes since wow. 2014. How do we know that he's? He I tried to look up even function. Rich when
1: he when he last played. I, I was like, I'm done looking. I just, I've gone through too many years just, I, I don't, I don't well, see Well, one of them
2: about. was the number one pick, but yeah, sure. They're the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, Mo. You're out here mean, driving
1: just, the true sucks train every week.
2: Yeah, for sure. Just talent level though. I mean, one of them has, you know, tools at least.
1: Or oh, was yeah. one just really overrated and drafted really, really high? Well, yeah, that's for sure. But Trubisky is more athletic, obviously.
3: I just don't think he's, that the difference is going to be that much more with Chase Daniel.
0: The biggest thing here is the brutal... By the way, quick stat. Three passes since 2014. In that span, nine quarterbacks have thrown more than 2,000 passes led by Drew Brees at 2170. So we have no idea what Chase Daniel is going to be. And beyond that, what a brutal schedule by the NFL. The Bears play the Sunday night game, and then they have to turn around and play the early game on Thursday, they have 80-some hours to prepare for this game. Oh, and by the way, they have to play their backup quarterback. This is a nightmare scenario for Chicago. Yeah,
3: that's why that's why I had this low, It's the scheduling. It is
0: brutal. So with all of that, and with this little nugget, and I understand that things have changed, but this preseason line was Lions minus five. So we're talking about an eight-and-a-half-point move. Some of that is warranted. The Bears defense, obviously, has gotten way better. They added Khalil Mack. So some of that eight and a half points is warranted. But let's, like, meet in the middle, maybe. Let's make this Lions plus two, two and a half. I think the full three is a ton of value for Detroit, and that's why I stuck them on my card. Mo, you couldn't do it. You selected the Lions, but you have them very low.
2: How could anyone have any confidence in this spot? I mean, look... Dude, Matt Stafford versus good defenses is really scary. Uh, And then, man, no carry on Johnson. I think that's huge here. He's been really, really good for them. And I think the Bears are a team you actually need to run the ball against because if you don't, and this pass rush can just come at you with no fear of the run, Like I, I think that you really need that game theory running threat against these guys. But then on the other side... Um, there's a bunch of injuries possibly on the Lions. D. I don't know who's suiting up. Yep. So this is just, I'm just staying away from this one. I'm not even betting any real dollars on this. Nothing to do with this.
0: Damon Harrison and Darius Slay both limited. There'll be game time decisions. I, 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 I think this 80-hour turnaround is going to have a, a much larger effect than you guys think, especially on defense. After a very physical game outside, against the Vikings. I don't know. This feels like a spot where the Lions can steal another one. I don't think they're that good, but I think the situation kind of lined up perfectly for them on this early game. Uh, Bert, your other two lone wolves, you've got the Raiders plus 10 and a half and the Eagles minus six, both very low. I'll let you tackle them in whatever order you please.
3: Yeah, I'll start with the, the Raiders, uh, Baltimore, inaccurate quarterback laying 10 and a half points. I thought this line was pretty fair, but if I'm laying 10 and a half, I want an offense that can march up and down the field quickly and score points through the air. Uh, the Ravens ran the ball 53 times last week. So even if they are efficient and can move the ball in this game, ten and a half points is just way too much with Lamar Jackson. And uh, the Giants, Eagles, this is just rule of bet the team that worked, or that looked the worst last week. Uh, Saints have been embarrassing teams and that beat down of the Eagles is still fresh in everyone's mind. Uh, but are the Eagles better than the Giants? Yes, I think they are. I think this line's fair. I think they're three points better on a neutral field than the Giants. This is Eli on the road against this Eagles pass rush, so I'll take the home team.
0: But Eli beat Mo Mullins, bro, <laughs> on fits. the road. Dude, uh, this
2: this Eagles secondary though. Yeah, Mo. honestly, yeah,
0: I know it's bad. I know Mo the highest on the Giants. Take it away, kiddo.
2: I love the Giants here. Odell is gonna destroy these guys dude they're literally like signing people off the street I mean this is crazy I mean they're down to like I mean there's third stringers hurt literally something Maddox
0: yeah I don't even know who that is <laughs> guys like walked onto the field last week and were out for the season
2: <laughs> something Sidney Jones dude this is crazy I mean I've never seen anything like this this is third and fourth stringers are just like cooked and not practicing I mean, man, it's only respect for this coaching staff that still makes me think Eagles might deserve to be minus three and a half in this spot. But like, you could, wow. you could, you could tell me the Giants are the better team right now, and I really wouldn't blink. Uh, they have way better playmakers. Like, what the hell are Odell and Saquon going to do to this just infirmary ward defense, man? There's nothing
0: left on this Eagles team. <laughs> It's amazing that the look-ahead line was nine and a half. Man, if we got nine and a half, take everything that you own and run to the closest casino.
2: I mean, I'm about to do that with six. I mean, I'm I'm heavy on, on the
0: Gs here. Already a bit of a reverse line move. 55% on the Eagles, it's down to five and a half on Pinnacle. It, all the peripherals from a market perspective outside of that reverse line move want me to love the Eagles, Uh, although it it seems incorrect. That look-ahead line moving three and a half points, now four points. Eagles stock plummeting. Giants have won and covered two straight, but the the football side of this just makes me instantly click the Giants getting that many points. I mean, I don't know how the Eagles do anything on defense. Their only prayer is to finally generate a pass rush. Giants are 27th in adjusted sack rate, but... The Eagles, it's like, where where did this defensive line go? All they did was add Michael Bennett in the offseason, and they have not been able to sniff the quarterback. If they can't get to Eli in this game, this is Giants money bet line. And if the Cowboys can beat the Slurs today and make that NFC East any more of a shit show, guys. Can the Giants win this division? Don't, don't say it. Can don't the say it. Giants no. win this division? I mean, they do. can
3: because it is a giant mess right now.
0: They do have a generational running back. I don't know, guys. I think the G's are going to be a little sneaky. Uh, DP, uh, I, 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 man, I wanted to love the Giants, but kept sliding them down there towards the middle of my card. DP, you're the other host with the Giants on your card. Talk about it. I mean,
1: the Eagles are not good. I. I I'm with Mo. I'm all in on this game. I love, first of all, I love my card. And I know this is at the bottom of my card, but I absolutely love this spot for the Giants. I mean, I have to take them money bet line. You have to. I mean, they're going to, I'm looking at this team and I'm like, okay, where are the Eagles weak? Well, their whole defense is shredded. (laughs) Like Mo said, they're, they're pulling guys off the street. I mean, just garbage men are coming in there like the like the Mark Wahlberg movie a couple of years ago and just playing football for the Eagles. It's it's insane. And this this Giants offense, I mean, yeah, Eli looks like a shell of himself, but they still have a lot of weapons. And if they could just buy him half a second of time, he's gonna get the ball to Saquon, to Odell, to Ingram, to Shepard, to all those guys, and they're just gonna wreak havoc on this Eagles defense. They're gonna put up points, man, a ton of points. All
0: right, DP, we'll keep it with you. We'll round off the Lone Wolves. You're one pointer. The epic conclusion to this Lone Wolf conversation. It's a very interesting game, though, so we might spend some time on it. You are laying the six and a half with the Texans. One-pointer. What you got?
1: Yeah, you guys do what you want with this game. I mean... Mariota hurt blaine gabber is just bad whatever i'm just gonna pick the texans give it my one pointer and let you guys decide the fate of this
0: game that was my exact point as well i took the one point flipped the x to the Titans side stuck it at the bottom bing bang boom i'm done but brett and mo you guys kind of like the titans brett the titans bubbled your top five another rule of potential backup quarterback here
3: yeah, of course. And not only that, I'm a huge believer in the Titans. They've been our team all year, and they're not getting any respect with this line, regardless of who's starting a quarterback. And if this is the same thing as before. Like, Mariota sucks. How many points is he worth to this line? Blaine Gabbert's terrible, too, but come on. I mean, plus you, on the other side, you've got a team that hasn't lost since, what, week three? The stock is at its absolute peak, the Texans so I'm I think the Titans might actually be better so
0: give me the six and a half Mo what you got
2: well yeah we don't know if Mariota's playing and they're not putting out a line but if Mariota plays how the hell is this this line not like three I mean so if you're giving me six and a half and there's a decent chance he's playing and then even if he's not playing I mean six and a half is still like not horrible Titans also can match up a little bit here like they have the O-line to compete with these absolute monsters the Texans have up
0: front. The issue here is the old leverage. We're going to need the Texans here, right? Well, it depends on when the news comes out, really.
2: What are you talking about? Yeah, nobody's clicking on this game,
0: are they? Well, nobody is clicking on Texans. I'm very confident in that. But if Mariota plays, I think people are clicking Titans plus six and a half.
2: Yeah, that I can see for sure.
0: So. But it, but if Gabber plays Well if Gabber plays I, nobody's picking this game. I don't know. Are they gonna click Texans? No. Remember remember we kind of learned about this last week with the Saints. And and Mo, you know, Mo was right. I'll give it to him.
3: That was, that was eight and a half. That's a little different.
0: People don't like laying points in this contest. Six and a half is still a lot of points to lay. All right. Longest Lone Wolf segment ever. Finally over. Quick recap. I'm on the Bengals and the Boys. Get the Browns the hell out of here. Brett is on the Bears, Raiders, and Eagles. DP's got the Texans. And Mo is on the Packers and Cardinals. Let's get to speaking of the card, the card. If I can get the button. Where's the button? There's the, the button. one. The one. DP leads us off this week. Everybody went 4-1 last week, so we carry over the same order. And this game is one that I was concerned about loving. It is a consensus pick, and here are my two top notes for it before we lead into DP's analysis. How many times can we go to the well fading this team? And how many times can we go to the well picking this team? DP I guess we're going back to the well because you are taking a home dog in the AFC West. Who you got? Bonnie fell asleep.
1: DP. Sorry, sorry. I'm having a real problem clicking the mute button. Today.
0: RIP the mute button.
1: Maybe this is a, a,
0: a an omen. For us, no,
1: no, it's not an omen. Come on, get out of here. I'm taking the Broncos plus three against the Steelers. What this line is stupid. I told you guys I, I saw a line and I laughed out loud. This is the line I like literally looked at this line and I started laughing. I was like, this is just stupid. This is wrong. This is dumb. Didn't we just see a very, very, very similar thing last week? I mean, what why are the Steelers minus three on the road going to Denver? Man, that just seems I, listen, I'm a little bit worried, Rich, like you said, but at the end of the day, I, I'm trying to pick winners, and to me, this is a standout winner. Like, hands down, bet everything that you can winner.
0: This made everybody's card except for Mo's, but Mo had them on the bubble. Mo, any trepidations about having Denver on the card?
2: No trepidations, uh, really. Um this team just continues to be underrated and I'm just going to keep firing them until the market starts giving them some respect. Why do people think Denver sucks? Um and then yeah, Ben on the road versus a good D and just man we must fire Denver every home game. I don't know. Maybe the market just doesn't believe in mile high, but I do. And I think Denver at home with this solid defense and an offense with half of a pulse. I mean, this is a, this team is fine. And this like, is Tomlin like, Tom and... Why do people just don't believe in this? Like I don't know. I just feel like they give us too many points on Denver
0: every week, especially at home. And they came off a, a an outright win last week, and that did affect the line. But it's one of those things where, just like that Eagles-Giants game, this is an LOL look-ahead line. The look-ahead line was six. What are these books doing? Imagine if we were getting six in this game. Again, how fast... You run to the casino to bet everything you have on Broncos plus six in the spot. What is that look-ahead line?
1: That Steelers win last week is about as fake as you get. I mean, hundred that was Jaguars just blowing dicks all over the field, everywhere. Big Ben threw 95 picks, looked like a total dumpster fire. There was four flags at the end of the game. It was, it was a whole mess. It was a mess.
0: It was a complete repeat of week one where the Steelers did everything they could to lose at Cleveland, but the clown horrific Browns did clown horrific Browns things and gave the game away. Big Ben, his home road Well, sp- didn't they give a tie away? Gave a tie away, sure. Big Ben's home road splits are the realest, and they continue this year. 6.8 adjusted yards per attempt on the road, nine touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's just a dumpster fire. Public 67% on the Steelers. I mean, like I said, my biggest fear here is us just going back to the well. <laughs> On both of these, on fading the Steelers as road favorites and the Broncos as home dogs. Also, little concerning Bradley Roby in the concussion protocol. That is a little concerning. But this just feels like a great spot for the Broncos. Minotti, what you got? Cap us off on this game.
3: Yeah, the Broncos are just a lot better than people think. They came through for us again last week. Analytics love this team, and we're seeing it on the field week after week. I learned my lesson last week with Ben on the road, and he's actually playing in a hostile environment this week. Love this pick.
0: I'm up, and I am talking about a game that we already talked about. Come on, guys. Zimmer at home. Leverage AF. Vikings minus three and a half. Every donk is going to have the Packers. The Vikings are the better team. This line is half point short. Let's go, Mini. Come on.
2: I mean, I'm fine with yeah, this as a game play. theory play, but when the Packers win, just don't be disappointed, okay?
0: I mean, I'm going to be disappointed.
2: <laughs> don't be because it's probably going to happen. The Vikings just aren't very good.
0: Why? Why? Because they've lost. I don't to good know, teams. But when you get
2: slaughtered by the Bears, that worries me. Like
0: they weren't even competitive in that game. Come on, Bears on the road—that's a different beast. Bears have a defense that matters. This Vikings team went toe to toe with the Rams on the road, toe to toe with the Saints indoors. This is a good Vikings team. Come on, stop it. Yeah, nope.
3: not much has changed there since last year. I think they're still fine.
0: This Vikings team's good, and this Packers team sucks. <laughs> Mike McCarthy.
3: Vikings. I don't, know. I don't know. Their defense is.
2: Their it's Rodgers really for the season, man. Yeah. How many times have we seen this? When this it happens rhymes. every year,
0: he rips off eight straight wins. Okay. Do it on the road in Mini. I feel like Mini's owned Green Bay at home too during the Zimmer era. I'll look that up while we get our next pick from Mo. It is also a game we've discussed, it is the only split game on the card. And I'm on Mo's side. Mo, do the damn thing. Do the Come right on. thing.
2: You guys actually think the Colts should be just be infinity point favorites. Let's go. This is stupid. Let's go. When I saw this line, I was blown away. I almost spit my beer out. I thought like this line was just so far off. It's unreal. This is the Colts, you guys. Let's go. I like this team, but this is the Colts. <laughs>
1: This is the worst pick I've ever heard of. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, man. Yeah, this is bad, Mo.
0: Well, none of you guys can do shit about it. So, and, and you've had some, do- you've had some doozies, Donnie. So I'm su- surprised.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have had some doozies, but this is like, Mo, come
0: on, man. Just let's, let's not have this on the card at all, please. We love having Tannehill on the card. What are you talking about? Yeah, because that's done so well for us this, this year. <laughs>
3: I know who hasn't played in how long? Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> it's the Colts laying over Colts, a touchdown.
3: The Colts are good,
1: man. Colts are just putting up 35 points every single game.
0: The Colts, like, what, eight, the like, Colts how are good. are the Dolphins going to score with this team? They're not going to. The Colts are good, and they should be minus five or six in this game. <laughs> you know, those things are not mutually exclusive. Hell, they might be the best team in, uh, in the division.
2: I like this team, but still, what, dude, if they didn't beat the Titans by 40, I mean, this line is never seven and a half. This why could you pick crazy. the Giants, Mo? I love the Giants, too. They're my number two pick.
3: So, I'm actually shocked you don't have the Giants up there.
2: Number, Man, If you guys want Giants on there, throw the Giants on there. I love both of these sides. Well, Whatever.
0: Well, Mo, it's your pick, buddy. I don't like that one either. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but don't more hosts like that one than this one?
0: Yeah, but it's Mo's pick.
3: Do what you want to do, Mo.
0: That's right. Whatever, let's
3: go Dolphins.
0: Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. Minotti, you round up the four hosts. You've got the second of three consensus picks on the card. It's a home dog, and it is a team near and dear to your heart, kiddo. Give it to us.
3: I've got the Buffalo Bills as a home dog. A lot of things to like about Buffalo in this game. One, Blake Bortles coming up north to play in the cold. Won't be as frigid as we'd like. Looks like high 30s to low 40s. But Bortles is going to be uncomfortable, and that's the Bortles we love. A great way to to make some money is just just fade Bortles whenever he's in a spot he doesn't want to be in, and that's in Buffalo on Sunday. Bill's coming off a bye. They get Josh Allen returning at quarterback. This is the team the front office office put together to compete on a football field. Not this makeshift bullshit offense they ran out there the last four or five weeks. And you can beat the Jags with a quarterback who can move around and escape pressure in that pocket. Josh Allen is absurdly athletic. His legs are working just fine. That had nothing to do with the reason he was out uh, for a month. So I think the Bills can put up some points this week. I think the defense is certainly capable of getting to Bortles, making plays to give Allen some positive field position, maybe force some turnovers and score that way. I love the Bills' money bet line here. This Jags team is washed, especially coming off that devastating loss last week, a game they should have won. I I don't see the Jags winning this football game, so I love the Bills. Uh, this <laughs> obviously scary. I put the Bills on the card already this year, and they lost by, what, 40 so hopefully they don't do that to me again. The bills make
0: me want to. I was hovering over that button waiting. For <laughs> we got, we we got all the this, this week. <laughs> Guys, imagine laying nine points at home with Blake Bortles. Imagine that world.
3: Well, that would make more sense than this. Is Bortles on the road when it's cold? Man.
0: 62%. Man,
2: the, the problem is, look at this O-line, though. Bill's O-line versus Jags' D-line.
0: That is, scares me so much. Yeah, but the Jags have not performed. And they traded away Dante Fowler at a 24th in adjusted sack rate. Not impressed with what the Jags have done. I know. I just
2: look at the names, though. And I'm just looking at these names, and this looks like a monstrous mismatch. But that being said, dude, the Jags team, I just don't see this team showing any fight this week. Their season is over.
0: Jags came, I don't know. Jags came we'll out with see. blue doors against the Giants, blue doors against the Pats. First two weeks of the season. Since then, they're averaging 15 points a game. <laughs> like, come you on.
3: Know how many years I watched Marcel Darius for the Bills when nothing, like, none of the games mattered? He didn't give a fuck. Sorry. You can bleep that one out. Nope. That no. was perfect. You can
0: no bleep, bleep yourself out, I think. Drunk
3: <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think the Jags are going to have any fight in this. Yeah.
0: The Jags are pitiful. Uh, this look ahead line was heavy too. four. I don't know what these look heads are. They they don't make any sense to me. Um, why yeah? Why don't the Bills just win this game outright? My biggest note was I did I didn't know where Mo was gonna go. Which way's Mo gonna go this week on the Bills? Are they back to the worst ever? Are they a slam dunk cover? It can only be one. It's never. I somewhere actually wanted
2: middle. to love the Bills, but I just I had to keep inching them down because I'm scared. I'm scared of this. I'm scared of this O-line versus this Jags D-line and just this Bills offense in general. But I, mean, it's, I I do think this line is like three points off, honestly. I'm just scared of the Bills. That's the only reason I
0: moved it down. Nobody's going to put the Bills in the card. Yeah, this will be... We talked about Titans-Texans. This will be the second least selected game with both sides, right? Minus Thanksgiving games, people not getting their cards in. Who's clicking either team in this game? Except for us. Uh, why do we wish we had Matt Barkley? No, I don't. Josh, I Allen? agree with Brett. My biggest Jake fear, is, my biggest fear is Josh Allen throwing footballs against the secondary. That's my biggest fear in this game. Sure. Like Josh Allen running? Cool. Let's do that. Josh Allen throwing footballs? Let's not do that. Not a fan. All right. The cards so far. Vikings, Bills, Broncos, Dolphins. And now, from our aggregate selections, from The Collective Machine, we get a consensus pick here on Thanksgiving.
3: The Collective Chooses... The Atlanta Falcons.
0: This is an autoplay. Mm. What a sound! Yeah, <laughs> well, what it's the like,
3: hell? Well, it's like it's the fu- it's the Saints. Of course it is. I, uh...
1: <laughs> I'm just. I mean, so... I, I'm more, I'm worried like Brett is, but this is it has to go on the
0: card. Just 13 wrecking. points? What do you what? That's insane. They're, They're wrecking, wrecking every team. Of course. The the. That's exactly why we have to click Falcon. 100%, Mo.
3: Yeah, that's why I picked them, but man, it's it's scary.
0: This is walking into uh, gale force winds because you know that once you get through them, you're at the eye of the storm and everything is clear. This look-ahead line was 10.5. The preseason line was 3.5. A 10-point a move off of the preseason line. And these teams always play... Competitive games. Early on in the season, 43 37 in week three, and that's when the Falcons were already dead. Everybody was already dead on Atlanta's team when that happened. These teams have played 21 times during the Breeze Ryan era, and only three games have been decided by more than 13 points. This is going to be a competitive game. The Saints are probably going to win, but 13 points is insanity. It's insanity.
2: We're getting such good value against the market here. I mean, most of my books are at 11, 11 and a half, and they're, they're charging you minus 131 juice if you want to take the 13
0: here on Pinnacle. 61% on the Saints. This is an auto play. This should have been... I don't know. Nobody did it, but this should have been number one in all of our cards.
2: This is just a game flow play. Like... There's a limit to how big of a favorite you can be in a game where your defense is going to get completely shredded. This Falcons passing game is going to eat, okay? Yeah. I don't care how many points they give up. This passing game is going to eat so they can score enough to cover double digits here.
1: I mean, you want the bet of the week just take the over. I don't care if it's 60. <laughs> it Does at this point it doesn't matter anymore. They're going to teams going to score 80.
0: Any trepidations?
1: my only trepidation is like I'm looking at this and I'm like okay it's 13 they gotta cover 13 I'm like okay I gotta pray they win by 10 because it's the Saints
0: can't the Falcons win this game
1: yeah maybe if you of
0: parlay Falcons money line with the over like can't they just win a 54 51 insane game like we just saw or nobody gets stops like some just some high variant shootout I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Obviously, I think the Saints are going to win. Uh but I think the Falcons win maybe 20 to 30% of the time. Like I don't think it's that insane. 13 is just so many points.
1: Speaking of, I mean, you just parlay their money line with the Bills money line or something like that and you're good to go.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Throw the Broncos in there too while you're at it.
0: <laughs> All right, the card Unless there are any objections, Brett, I know you still Have some veto power. Vikings, Bills, Broncos, Dolphins, and the Atlanta Falcons. Run it. Let's go. Let's do it. Follow these guys on Twitter, at Brett Coulson, C-O-L-L-S-O-N. Follow Donnie underscore Peters and Mo Nuara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. Once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us at any point over the last four years. We are very Very thankful for your love and support. Enjoy today. Enjoy the weekend. Best of luck in your betting ventures. Again, please be safe. A lot of nut jobs out there. Until Tuesday, peace.